Hello, friend. Thank you so much for joining us on Making Disciples Naturally, the podcast of the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis. Jesus taught us in Mark 12:31 to love our neighbor. But what does that really mean in a practical sense? I don't know if you are like me, but I've wanted to reach out to others and share the gospel, but often I don't know how to get started. If you're in that situation, as I am many times, you're going to really enjoy today's discussion. I'm chatting with Mr. Mark Olsey, author, marriage counselor, and founder of Pledge Talk. Mark and his wife, Zarin, have been really close friends of ours for many years. I think you're going to enjoy and be inspired to love well as you listen to what Mark has to share. on the phone uh, with me, my good friend and mentor, Mark Olsey. Mark and his wife have been really close friends of uh, Carla and mine for, I think, probably about 35 years. Mark is a Christian marriage counselor. He leads seminars on marriage and relationship issues, and he's also the author of The Pledge of a Lifetime, Her Hope for Connection, His Guide Through Conflict. And finally, he is the creator of Pledge Talk, which is a six-step model of healthy communication and conflict resolution. Um, Those are all great products, Mark, and uh, we've benefited a lot from them. Uh, It's such a pleasure to have you speak with me today, Mark. Welcome. David, uh, thank you. I uh, have been looking forward to this, and uh, I just want to say how much I appreciate your friendship over the years. You've been a great delight. To me, to my family, our families, of course, you know, I've done a lot of fun things together over the years as well. And um, uh, yeah, I just have a great appreciation for you. I wish everybody out there knew you like I know you. Maybe many of them know you more, I don't know, but I'm grateful for our <laughs> connection. So thanks. It's been, it's great to be with you today. I appreciate that very much, Mark. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm involved with a group called The Navigators, and The Navigators are all about evangelism, introducing people to Jesus, making disciples, uh, being faithful in Jesus' great commission, as well as pursuing our own personal growth in Christ-likeness. And several years ago, um, I was intrigued by something that you and your family were involved in concerning your neighborhood. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about that uh, experience? Sure. Um, It's actually been a number of years ago, but uh, when we moved into the neighborhood that we're actually been a part of now for ooh, uh, maybe 25, 30 years when we moved here, we felt like God was saying, this is your mission field. And like he challenged us to, to, to think through and how to actually live out this concept of loving your neighbor. And um, so we did. I think most people, when we hear that, that, that second great commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself, I think it, most uh, followers of Christ tend to, to think that that means everything but literally loving your next-door neighbor. Uh, and we've sought to figure out what does that mean. So, yeah, I, but there's a whole story I could tell about that. Not sure how much y'all need to go into that or how much, but uh, uh, we, 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 when we moved here, we, we decided we were going to do that and, and uh, sought to do it in a number of fun ways. And we began to... When we moved here, we literally began to uh, uh, act like the um, uh, the welcome wagon uh, team on the on the flip side, because we began going door to door saying, "Hey, we're the new neighbor down the block, and we just want to uh, introduce ourselves and 
and get your name and uh, and, and we think it's important that we, that we get to know each other and so forth. And so we started just doing that and started baking uh, bread or cookies and bringing them to, to neighbors and saying, hey, we just want to connect with you. We're the new neighbor down the block and so forth. Started doing that up and down the block and around the corner a little bit too in a couple of different situations. And then we started a neighborhood watch. Do you have that up in your area? I think we do, but t- tell me watch. tell me briefly what that involves. It's just where um, different communities, um, uh, the, the, the police and so forth, they encourage neighborhoods to um, gather, all, gather all the neighbors together and uh, get to know each other and put up some signs on one end of the block or the other saying neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. We all help watch uh, over each other's homes and coming in, going out, so forth. Uh, to help make the neighborhood more safely. So we decided to implement that in our neighborhood, but we did that largely actually to get to know our neighbors some more. (laughs) And in the process, the funny thing was we began finding that people had been living next to each other for years and years and years and did not know each other's Mm. name right next door. It was mind-boggling. Wow, wow. Yeah, of course, I immediately feel guilty about that now, thinking around. <laughs> I know some of the neighbors' names, but not all of them. So, yeah. So tell me how that developed then. You you took things to people. You developed the Neighborhood Watch program. You were involved in that. And then what, what happened sure. next? Yeah, so uh, we uh, continued to do that kind of thing for a couple of different years, just, just walking up and down, just greeting people. Um, we'd go out and see a neighbor working on uprooting a tree or something. I would go over there just to help them and just to be relational, just to love on our neighbors. Um, eventually, we started doing a few other things. Our, uh, we, we, we would, if we're out walking to somebody with somebody or, or a neighbor talking to them, we'd have our kids uh, very much involved in this as well. We would just stop by somebody and talk with them for a while, and then we, say, we would say to them, hey, we'd like to pray for people, uh, is there anything we can pray about for you? Hmm. Hmm. So, so we'd ask that of our neighbors. And we'd have different neighbors saying, well, yeah, you can pray for this or that. Or, or they would look at us and then go, well, I don't know. I guess you could pray about this. I remember one, one day in particular, we did that with a neighbor right across the street from us with our, our little uh, eight-year-old girl at the time with us. And we knocked on the door and talked with our neighbors and who had become friends with us. And towards our end of our conversation, we asked that question, is there anything we can pray about for you guys today? And and the guy said, he's an older man, said, well, I have this earache really bothering me right now. So all of a sudden, my eight-year-old girl just started praying right there. Dear Jesus, I pray you'd help my other friend and neighbor, and, and we pray you'd make his earache go away. Wow. Something yeah. simple like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, and that connected us, built relationships. Uh, and so that, that took us deeper. Then from there, next thing we decided to do is, is we did what we call the Neighborhood Supper Club. So we created invitations and took them up and down the street to all of our neighbors and, uh, and then began to invite all of our neighbors into our home on Wednesday nights every week for a potluck dinner and we did that solidly every week for three years and then went to about every other week for a number of other years 
uh, and uh, we still do it periodically, not quite as much now. All our kids are involved in some other things, but but this was something we did as a family for years and years and years. So, so and let me we, interrupt you just a second. You, you went around, yeah. you developed relationships with your neighbors, prayed for them, ultimately invited them to this neighborhood supper club. And how, how many are we talking that you would invite on Wednesday nights, typically? We had anywhere from eight to 40 hmm. neighbors. It was a standing um, invitation? Uh, yes, in fact, every, for, the, for the first number of years, every, every Wednesday night. Um, and everybody brought, you know, a main dish or a side, you know, you know how you do the uh, potluck thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just created such community in our neighborhood. Wow. And not only between us and them, but then all the neighbors starting to get to know each other and so forth. And then some, at some point, I don't remember when it was, uh, probably because we had prayed for a few neighbors at different times, somebody said, you know, well, are you going to pray for our meal or something? <laughs> So then that became the, no, the new norm that I would pray before all of our meals. But then we would do different things, right? I, I would say, well, yeah, I want to pray. Is there anything to pray about for anybody here tonight? And so people who had never been prayed for started saying, well, you can pray about this or pray about that. So we pray about that. And then we did some other things. Um, we began to get everybody in a circle. And at that point, you could grab each other's hands, right? And we prayed uh, that way together. Um, and then we had different tra- traumatic events that took place. One neighbor had a family member commit suicide. Mm. And we just all uh, began praying for that person. And there was a mixture of believers and unbelievers in the group. But what happened is the unbelievers began just to uh, just experience what it was like to, to have others around them who believe. So it was a beautiful experience. Wow, wow. And you didn't really go into it with the idea of uh, we're going to have a Bible study, we're going to study this. Uh, it really didn't have an agenda other than to love each other. Is that what I hear you saying? That is exactly right. And in fact, it was really interesting you say that phrase because I remember one year we hadn't seen enough salvations, Right. I think that's what most of us think when we think of evangelism. We have to somehow get the person to say the prayer, say the prayer, so we can you know feel better about our what we've done. Then, and I remember thinking and just talking to God one day and saying, "Lord, I don't know if I've seen too many people say the prayer, get saved." And I thought I can still, small, quiet voice, like the Lord whispered to me and said. Mark, I didn't call you to save your neighbors. I called you to love your neighbors. Mm. Mm. I think of the uh, great commandment, love God, love neighbors. That's what he's called us to. Go yeah. ahead. No, 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 you're right. It was, it, was, it was like, mind, like, oh, my lens, you're right, Lord. You're the one who saves. Um, I'm the one that I'm called to love. I'm the one that's called to be Christ in my neighborhood, you're the one who saves. It's obviously not to say we never verbalize things, yada, yada, yada. But so often I think we are so caught up with the idea of we've got to evangelize, meaning we have to find a way to, to, to get them to, 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 to hear Scripture, hear truth, um, talk to them about God, argue with them about why they're wrong in their beliefs, and get them to say the prayer. But I think so often, in my opinion, 
my experience. We have pushed so many people away because that's been the, been the predominant aspect of our evangelistic efforts hmm. as opposed to being lovers of our neighbors and friends and community and people around us who don't know Jesus, to be lovers first. Right. I, I can hear people saying in their minds, but uh, we really need to spread the gospel. I mean, we really need to tell people about Jesus. And, uh, and your answer to that, uh, as you've said, is you lay the groundwork. You, you love people. That's why Jesus came, to love people. And that should be our focus first. And then out of that, hopefully, will come an opportunity. Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus himself demonstrated his love to all people by healing them, listening to them, caring for them, and ultimately dying for the sins of the world. Again, I don't know about you, but I was very encouraged that I can begin to impact other people's lives right now in my neighborhood today. Maybe because of the sheltering in place order, we can't have dinner parties right now, but at least we can start walking in our neighborhoods, loving people where they are, asking if we can pray for them, and serve them in whatever way possible. Join me next time as Mark and I discuss more about how to love well and how Jesus can love people through us. Contact information for Mark Olsey is available in the show notes with this podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, kansasnavs.org, or our Facebook page under Kansas Communities Ministry. And be sure to drop me an email at radio at kansasnavs.org with any comments or questions. Join me again next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.